Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our first lesson for this week is kind of a bummer. It is deemed a love song for the prophet's beloved, a love song that does not end up very lovely. The song tells of a beloved's vineyard, one that he planted on a fertile hill, cleared of stones planted with choice vines, and even one where he constructed a watchtower and a wine vat in the middle. However, for all the careful labor, nurturing, and care that the vineyard owner put into producing a good grape harvest, his vineyard only produced wild, bitter grapes. Vinegar, if you will. The work that was expected to yield the desired results resulted in an undesirable outcome. So, the vineyard owner asks, What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? Indeed, he did everything right, and still things went wrong for him. He was not lazy or careless. He did not cut corners or skip necessary steps. He did not shirk his responsibilities, but showed up to make sure that the work was done and done well. Nevertheless, for doing everything right and as was expected, he only ended up with a bunch of sour grapes. Despite his best efforts, it all went sideways on him. Strictly speaking, the vineyard imagery in Isaiah is an analogy for the house of Israel and the people of Judah. Though the Lord had delivered them from slavery in Egypt, provided for them as they journeyed through the desert and been their champion as they victoriously entered the promised land. Still, still they turned to worship idols and trample on the poor and foreigners in their midst. The harvest that the Lord expected from the people was obedience in in their worship and goodness in their actions. Instead, the people responded with idolatrous lives of faith towards false gods and evil actions towards their neighbors. Due to their disdainful conduct, they were abandoned to be overtaken by foreign empires and their emperors. And thinking more expansively about the metaphor of the beloved and his vineyard, we might empathize with the vineyard owner in his confusion over how things turned out. I mean, really, what more could he have done? Why would he have expected bad from good? I suspect that many of us have had moments when it feels like we do everything right, and still our efforts seem to yield only sour grapes. We could follow all the rules, exercise, eat well, marry well, raise our kids well, work hard, study hard, Cultivate good friendships and relationships. Go to church, most importantly. 
vote, volunteer, and do so many more things that are expected to result in the good life. Still, still, try as we might, things can turn out poorly for us. Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, God makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. In such a world, it follows that sour grapes can grow in a well-cultivated vineyard. Likewise, living life well can result in just as much hardship as a life squandered on immoral ends. There are several examples we can, uh, from the real world that we can draw on to see how sometimes when you do everything right, things still go wrong. If you travel to pretty much any farming or ranching area in the United States, I'm sure you can find stories of hardworking people who lost everything because the markets turned on them one year or another, or natural disaster came knocking in ways that insurance simply would not cover. They ended up with sour grapes through no fault of their own. When our youth traveled to San Francisco a few years ago, we learned that the fastest growing homeless population in the city was retirees. People had worked hard their whole careers to save up for retirement. Many of these folks ended up on the street when rents on even studio apartments jumped from $1,000 a month to around $5,000 a, a month a few years later. The housing market turned into sour grapes all around them. And even though they had done everything that was expected, they could not retire reasonably and ended up on the streets. Similarly, while our nation's workforce is generating more profit for employers than in nearly all of human history, Average workers these days are not paid well enough to cover basic things like school, lunches, decent housing, or regular doctor visits. Since the record profits our workers generate have gone, up, uh, gone almost entirely to the top 20%. The workers do everything right, but still end up eating sour economic grapes because of inequalities in our system. Try as we might. The results of our work are often the opposite of what we would expect. Life is unpredictable and fragile. The things we think might, uh, we think might be secure and stable for generations on end can just as easily fall apart or go up in smoke at a moment's notice. Our lives are mortal, so the work we do, the lives we live, the buildings we build and the institutions we create can be just as temporary as we are. The good news, though, the good news, though, is that we trust in one who transcends our temporality. Jesus, is, Jesus Christ is the stone that the world rejected, that he has become the cornerstone that will stand forever. He is a foundation that cannot be toppled by empires, errors, or inequality. He is the sure and solid rock on which our hope will never be dashed, but always remains abundant and everlasting. He is the one who defies expectations, 
making paupers into princes, heathens into heroes, the poor into the plentiful, and the fragile into forever. God sees the paradoxes of our world and in the person of Jesus Christ reconciles the ridiculousness of our vulnerability with the promises of everlasting peace and security. God is goodness upon goodness. And and in the grace of God's Son, God's goodness is shared with everyone far and wide. This does not make sense by worldly standards. Just like the vineyard owner who did everything right but was rewarded with wrong, so too we who are constrained to mess up are rewarded with unearned righteousness, the unearned righteousness of our Savior. It makes no sense. But God is good to us in spite of ourselves. May the Lord continue forever and ever to make right what the world makes wrong. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.